You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. It's great to be here this morning and uh, share God's Word. I, I brought, I don't know if I should call it visual aid, or, but I want to this morning to talk about something very simple. Um, but I thought if we had some help um, visualizing, I want to talk about increase. And uh, speaking about Christmas, I brought some... Oh, isn't that cute? <laughs> you know, our aspiration. Uh, I saw somebody's uh, door, front door the other day, and they had, in the IVTI, and they had in front of the door a little stocking. And I thought, they're not very ambitious. <laughs> but uh, I'll leave that for you to think about. And uh, this is a bit better, isn't it? You might fit a bit more in here. I brought this one. <laughs> We're starting to get better. Eh? But I was quite ambitious in life. <laughs> Not in life, but in presence. So I had my mother knit this for me a few years ago. And I must say, my husband started to, to fill it. So then, a couple of years, I got this. <laughs> well, make what you want of it. I want to read a scripture in James chapter 1. We'll read a few scriptures, but maybe to start. James chapter 1. Since I turned 50, I need glasses. So if you see something different in my life today, uh, you'll know. How do I look? (laughs) Really interesting now. Life used to be. Can't find James. I've lost James now. It's here. I know it's here. James chapter 1. Verse 17, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Every good and perfect gift. And I I wanted to ask you this morning, have you ever received the perfect gift? Have you ever received the perfect gift? I think we, we have to define this morning what a perfect gift would be. Sometimes we may think it's the the ultimate uh, trendy uh, product that is on the market. We might think a perfect gift is something that fits and would give solution to, to, to a need that we have. Uh, we may think a perfect gift is, is something of um, uh, spiritual value or internal value rather than a commercialized item. Uh, but I want to explore today a bit about the perfection of of the gifts that come from God, and especially the gift of the Savior. And I wanted to uh, read in Isaiah chapter 9, a few verses there. Isaiah 9, verse starting from verse 6. Now in these days we, 
you probably already started your Christmas shopping. Your, maybe there's a corner in the house that you're already, when you have five minutes, I do that. I start quite early into the, uh, into the autumn. So, and then there is a corner in my house where the present, when I've got a moment free, I just wrap it up and I've got one less, one less. I've got quite maybe about 50 presents to do. And um, so it, it takes time. And, and maybe you're thinking now in this season, what is the perfect gift? Maybe you've been shopping and thinking, what do I buy to so-and-so and my children and so on. But today we're going to look at one gift that we may lose sight of in this during Christmas uh, because we are so taken up by so many things. Uh, verse 6 of chapter 9 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. For, uh, for unto us, another version says, for to us or for us a child is born. But uh, the, the um, meaning, the definition, really the true definition is for unto us, uh, to us a child is born. And I was thinking and praying about uh, today and the Lord put this thought in my heart about three weeks ago. And as you do, you go back and forth and, yes, Lord, what have you got? And what is this about? And, but it was for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And I must say, in 50 years of my life, I don't think this verse has ever meant so much as it has meant in these last few weeks. I started to realize that really it was for unto me a child was born. For unto us a son was given. Unto me a son was given. It wasn't given to somebody else, but to us in our, in our, in my place, in my intimacy, in my own life, and I, I started to really, it, it's gone a lot through my thinking this last few weeks. And at the time of the prophecy, this is Isaiah prophesying about 700 years before, 700 years before the prophecy is given. And at the time of the prophecy, uh, the people of Israel were at war, an excruciating war, Samaria and Syria, thinking about Syria, Samaria and Syria joined together to, to move and to invade Judah. And on the throne of Judah, there was a wicked king. His name was Ahaz. He was reigning at the time. So we understand in what kind of turmoil this prophecy is given. It's given at the time when uh, there is not much hope, where there is a lot of war, there's a lot of friction. And there is injustice on the kingdom, on the throne. There is wickedness on the throne. There is a... There is somebody who is ruling, but that rule is unjust. That rule is wicked. And when I started to study and look into it, it started to make even more sense into when the promise was given, into which state the promise is given. You know, promises uh, and gifts have to do with the state of the individual. You might, give, you might receive something very precious, but if you don't give value to the gift, it, it will just sit somewhere. Is that true? It's, it's you who defines the gift. It's you, your condition either uses or abuses the gift. And sometimes you may receive something wonderful and yet abuse it because of the condition of your heart. So the gifting of Christ, the Savior, has to do with where we find ourselves. 
the king and the people were afraid at the time, and, and there was turmoil. And I was thinking, praying, and thinking, Lord, today we might conclude that the world is still in the same mess, in the grip of war and the grip of fear, and there is wickedness that is reigning. Wickedness is actually ruling. It's the same condition. There is disappointment, there is a disillusionment in, in uh, uh, when we see who is on the throne, who is ruling. And then we find ourselves that we follow suit. Situations follow who is ruling and this, the, the condition of, of the world today is exactly as I was studying. I could see so many similarity into the times of Isaiah. But Isaiah prophesies, he receives this indications of God. It's not of his own, but he saw, he saw something. The Bible says that there was a light. We saw a great light. I would have liked to see what Isaiah saw, but the, the gist of the, or the fruit or the result of this vision is actually the prophecy. And Isaiah says, for unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. The first aspect of the of this truth, of this prophecy, I want to analyze this prophecy a little bit today with you. The first aspect of this truth is that the gift was given. The gift was given. It was not earned. It was not deserved. At the time, Israel didn't deserve it. It was not manipulated, as sometimes we can manipulate a gift. Oh, will you give me this? If I do this for you, will you do this for me? It was given by compassion. God had compassion on the world. The Bible says in John 3.16 that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Jesus was given. The Savior was given. You were given a Savior. Oh, hallelujah. You were given a Savior. I was given a savior by God. I did, I did not earn it. I don't earn Christ. I don't deserve the gift of a savior. And I can't manipulate him. I can't buy it or try to, you know, with a mafia attitude, try to, to get him. No, it's given. And the first thing that this morning I would really like to transmit to you is that the gift of the savior is given to you. Is given. It's not uh, something that uh, Tyler already mentioned. Quite a few. I was saying Tyler uh, <laughs> when Tyler was speaking and leading us into the communion. I said, Tyler, don't go there. Don't go there. Sorry. <laughs> and we have already been told, you know, that he was given to, for us. He, he, he didn't. We don't deserve him. We don't. We have never done. We will never do enough to to actually get this gift uh, uh, deserved or, or manipulated into, into uh, receiving it. It's given. The Lord himself, the Bible says in, in Isaiah uh, uh, after, that the Lord himself will give us a sign. The Lord himself gave us a sign. Uh, the virgin will give birth. And then we know that Christ was born as the Emmanuel, God with us. The Lord himself... 
I, I like the, to find expressions in the word. Words, they mean a lot in the Bible. And we may uh, read them very, uh, very quickly, but they have, they hold incredible theological meaning. The theology of the, of the word of God is so important because it's not just a telling us a story. There is teaching. There is theology. There is God's principle in it, hidden in the very quick expression. And it says that the Lord himself will give you a sign. Wow. The Lord himself will give you a sign. A, a savior will be born. He will give you a sign that he loves you. He will give you a sign that he knows your situation. He will give you a sign of his love. You know, gifts, we use them. There are personalities that are more, uh, you know, if you study the five uh, love languages, all that jazz. <laughs> If you study personalities, uh, type, there are some personalities that give and show love through gifts more than others. But in, I think in general, we're all, uh, we, we pretty much like a good gift, don't we? <laughs> I think maybe more or less, but uh, we, we like receive gifts. And, and when, when gifts are personal, when gifts are thought uh, about, they, they mean a lot to us. Uh, the Lord himself thought about this. Think about a Lord that is thinking what is the best gift for you. Think this morning about a, 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 a God that is thinking what is, what does Julian actually need? What is tailor-made? I've received a few gifts in my life that have been, they have meant so much more than others because they were, they went beyond the, just the thought of saying, oh, I'll buy her something. John is quite a handy kind of person and he loves working, he's, he's, he's a bit of an artist. He loves working um, with wood and, 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 and in general, really, painting and things. And over my married life, he has made some things that, for me that have meant so much and they, they had a hidden message in it. Remember one time, because he, he calls me, well, he used to, don't, don't, I, this is not meant to be sticky, but never mind, um, princess kind of thing. And one day he, he made me this wooden castle and he had a, a golden carved uh, label on it. And, and it was just fantastic. I mean, it, it was like hours and hours of work and the meaning behind it, what it meant and where it sat and where I was in the castle and so on and so forth. And I was a lot younger. I don't think we have much time for that kind of thing now. <laughs> I was about 21, so don't worry. And uh, I remember seeing it and feeling like crying about the, the thought. It wasn't, it wasn't anything. It was a piece of wood taken from somewhere, a piece of, um, like a label taken from somewhere else. But the, the, the time, it, the thought behind it. You know, I want to tell you this morning, God has put a lot of thought behind sending us a Savior. It's not just what you go, who is first. It was his son. The thought behind the gift of a savior. And as I said, it is not earned. You cannot deserve. It is given. And then the second part of that verse is, is given to us. The importance to know that the gift of a savior was given to me. Salvation is not the result of a theological process of understanding or a religious uh, result of practices and, and, and uh, yeah, following rules. But salvation, I want to maybe share it 
not in a new way, but in a more intimate way, salvation is the acceptance of the gift of a savior. It's, it's the acceptance that there was somebody, a savior was sent to you. Salvation will not come through a cognitive process of what you should do. Salvation will come through the acceptance of a gift. I don't know if this makes sense to you. It's the acceptance of the gift unto me, unto us, a child is born, unto us, a son is given. And I want to very quickly explore the gift. Just three uh, very quick points. Exploring the gift. The, fa- the first point I want to speak about is the purity of the gift. The, it, here we have read that it's for unto us a child is born. A child. Wow. I thought, Lord, why did you have to born? He had to come into the world, of course, but uh, we know that he had to uh, come uh, and, and be uh, made in the form of a man. But he was given to us as a baby, and we've already heard that this morning. And think about, I was thinking about a baby, a, a, a child when he's born. And I don't think there is anything more pure and holy than a baby. You know, the, the, the purity, the skin and the thought, you, you think about that thought life, which is empty <laughs> at its purest peak. <laughs> the, 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 the beautiful sight of a baby, the purity of love between a couple and, and it's supposed to be from out of that love and intimacy. Of course, that's distorted in many uh, places and, and for many today. But think about the purity, holiness, but also the humility of the gift. Have you ever been given a gift that embarrasses you? You may not have money to, to eat and, and then somebody gives you an ornament to put, a very expensive ornament, and you are somehow embarrassed by the gift. Or have you ever been given something that you cannot ever repay and you kind of feel embarrassed. I've been in a situation in my early days when we didn't have a thing. We, there was just nothing. And people gave you something and you knew that you, you could never give anything of that sort. And it kind of, yeah, you received it, but it, it did embarrass you, didn't it? It, it? It's like somebody was given something higher than yourself. But you know, Christ was born as a humble gift. The birth of a savior was a, a pure gift, but also a humble gift. A child is the most defenseless being. A child is the most pure being. And Christ came stripped of any, anything, any glory, any resource that attached to him. He was stripped of any self-righteousness. How much of our life is full of self-righteousness and superiority and what we think we earn and deserve? But Christ left all that. He was born a humble gift. You know, I want to tell you, Christ was given to you as a humble gift. It doesn't presume to be anything big. It's just what you will make him in your life. Increase. We will look at that in a minute. But Christ came as a humble gift to you. It didn't come uh, showing you that you can do what he can. It didn't come trying to compare or challenge you. Christ, many see Christ coming as a challenge. I see as an example, the first example of that true godly humility, that heaven 
humility. You know, love is humble. Pure love is humble. And that's why the heart of God is humble, because love is humble. Love, there is no strings attached. It just is given. And therefore, I want you to understand that Jesus came to you as a humble savior. He didn't come as a ruler. He didn't come as many, the great leader, the great teacher. We we hear about all of that. But first and foremost, Christ came as a humble savior. He was a humble gift. He's compared to a baby, a child. I don't know about you, but the most precious gifts I've received, as I said before, are the humble ones. Have you ever been given something by a child? They make a little thing. They come with a flower or they come with a leaf and they've stuck something on or a paper that you put on the fridge and, and nobody can touch that picture because as a humble heart has made that. Wow. Precious gifts. When, you know, when, when you're given something that somebody couldn't really afford. Wow. It, it, I've been given a cup, a, a few gifts that I know the person can't afford. It's like, oh man, why did you buy this? It humbles you. And it, it's, Christ came to, in, in the form that you could identify with you. He came with a form that it's like the remember gift. He remembered what you said. He remembered your state. It's the knowledge gift. Christ knows your situation, knows what you need. And Christ came uh, as a humble gift. The second point I want to just share is in, in exploring this gift is the intimacy of this gift. Because the verse goes on to say, for, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. Now, a son is given. I'm not here this morning to say that Christ should become your son, but I want to talk about the intimacy of the gift and the preciousness of the gift. There is nothing possibly more precious than the gift of a child. And maybe uh, I haven't experienced the the gift of a child, but maybe because I I haven't experienced, I uh, know how precious it is, if you know what I mean. And uh, sometimes uh, the, the precious things are the things that also... Um, they touch your heart in, in whichever way. But the intimacy, there, there cannot be anything more precious than, than a, the gift of a son. And in the uh, Jewish context, you have to understand also the relevance of receiving a, the gift of a son. The gift of a son was a very special gift. It was a sought after in many cultures today. The gift of a son is still very, very important. It was the gift of of continuation. It was the gift of um, legacy. It was the gift of manhood. And But no, more than that, it was the continuation of, of the family. And even, I would say, the, the, the gift of being given someone who would continue to take the load. Would you agree with that? It was the hope it was the hope in times of need, the, the son, and in time, don't think about the social system today, you get a pension. And, but in the, in the context of the time, receiving a son was the, the legacy goes on, the caring goes on, the responsibility goes on, the business goes on, the, the, the name goes on, and it represented so, so much. And, and in Christ, we have been given a son, a precious gift. This, this was not 
some outside useless gift. This was a personal, intimate gift to you in your own nature. It was one of us. In social state, it, it was my son. In ranks and culture, he, he is actually part of me. And in the son, you have to see the intimacy of the gift of God. But I would say more than that, it's understanding that a son was given to us, one of us. It was given internally. It was not given externally. It was given for our own continuation, for our own life, for our own growth. That's why I'm talking about increase. It, it, it was for our own safety. But also reflect on the fact that a son was given by God to us. He was given, Jesus was given as a son to be a son. He was given as a son. God gave his son and he gave it to us as a son to Israel, to the church. What does that mean? It means that what God, God gave himself, God gave him as he is to him. And therefore he looks for him to be accepted in the same way he was given. I don't know, does that make any sense to you? He was given as a son to be a son. Oh, you know, the son is the king of glory. He's sitting at the right hand of God. He is the word made flesh. He is the word from eternity. He, is, he was a son. He is a son given as a son. We cannot, we cannot have Christ in our life in any other way but the Son of God. A Son given to us. And anything that God sits Him to be, we need to sit Him to be. Everything that God has put on His shoulder to be, we need to give a, a put on His shoulder to be. Every place that God has given to Him, we need to give to Him. Every indication that God has sent it to Him, we need to understand the, how it was given. I think we fail to see that God, yeah, we understand that God was given as a son, but we don't accept him as a son. We don't see that we should give to him what God gives to him. The intimacy of the gift. This is profound. I wish I, I had a lot more to expand on it. We could do just a, a month series of the sonship of Christ. What it means in heaven. What it can mean to us. But finally, I want to just... Uh, uh, Look at the power of the gift, the power of the Savior. You know, the second part of the verse says, and the government will be on his shoulder. And the government will be on his shoulder. You know, the power of a gift is not in the essence of it, but in the use of it. <clears throat> the power of a gift is not in the essence of it, in the definition of it, but in the use of it. Unless you use it, Unless you understand it, unless it is purposeful to you, it fails to be a true gift. It will remain wrapped, it will remain where it is. But the, the, this verse goes on to say, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And very finally, in conclusion, I want to look at the increase, the increase of, of the gift, of, the increase of the power of the Savior. The Savior was born. You have been given a Savior in humility and the intimacy of, of relationship. But now it is up to us to allow the increase of the power of the gift. The word increase is key to our Savior reign. Christ didn't come as a superhero. 
He didn't come as a dictator. I want to tell you, maybe just to clarify something. God will not come into your life and take the domain of your life. God will come into a trustful relationship and the increase of his reign in our lives will be according to the place we give him. He will not come and overrule you. He will not come and bang you, your head against the wall. He will not come and, and, and drive a stick over your back. The increase of his government will be on his shoulder in the, in the understanding of you releasing power to him. Now, when you look at in the, in the, in the Bible, um, uh, context of Israel, a child, a male child, was when it was born, it symbolized the one that was going to take the reign forward. And in a way, in many families, that might be the case when a business wants to be passed, or the dreams, we want to pass our dreams. But you know, I've noticed that the, in the scripture, through many, many scriptures that I could read to you today, that the, the power of Christ is not a ruling that comes by, here is me, I am the boss. But the ruling of Christ through the humble birth and humble increase, it will, uh, it will grow according to you trusting the child to grow, trusting the Savior to take more and more his rightful place in your life. And it's, it's a, it's a government that is built on trust. It's a government that is built on trust. It's a son exercising his government on an ever-increasing way because there is a, a, a state, a family, that will allow him that reign to grow. And I want to tell you, have you understood that Christ has been given to us as a son? And in him we find a hope. In him, there is the hope of a, of a truthful reign, of a, of, in your own life. I want to tell you, give him the reign of your life. Stop manipulating, stop ruling, stop controlling. The increase of a government, the increase of a godly government is not taken. It's given. It's given by trust. But my challenge today, in conclusion, it was the application, the, the, the application of God's word is to understand the preciousness of the gift. I hope I've helped you to understand a little bit better about how precious is the gift of a savior, how intimate it is. Understand the purity and humility. How did Christ come to your life? He doesn't come and says, I'm here. He comes, he's born into your life. And the increase is up to you to give it to him. Which stocking have you got out? Which stocking resembles your heart today? I've brought these stockings because I thought they were a good image of our hearts. Because in order for Christ to increase, we need to increase our hearts for him. We need to give him more space. We need to enlarge it. Maybe you need it to understand the increase the increase in kingship, that it is built on trust. It is not built on dictatorship. But maybe I wanted to leave a final little challenge, if I can call it like that. It's not meant in a dictatorial way or in a, oh, I challenge you, no, no, very humble way. 
it is also a challenge on how we give ourselves as a gift to others. Some years ago, Lord, really, I believe, I know when God speaks to me, and God spoke to me about, through a series of circumstances, Eliana, don't think too much about yourself. You are a gift to people. I, that kind of puzzled me a bit. Then I started to look into the scripture, and, and I've seen as the Bible says the children are a gift from God, and a wife is a gift, a crown of a man, and the pastor leaders and ministry gifts are the gifts of Christ to the church. You know, I've started to be convinced more and more that we are given to people. We are a gift to people. We are not our own. I was given to two parents some years ago, 50 years ago. I was an uh, humble babe. I was given as a gift. I wasn't even my own. And they received me and thanked God for me. And, and then I was given a gift to my brothers and sisters. and A gift. I was given to my husband as a gift. I'm given to the church as a gift. But how are we following Christ's example of a gift? How are we? Who are we being to others? Are we as an innocent, a pure gift given? Is the church a pure gift given to the world? Is it a humble gift? Are you a humble gift to others? And is your increase of, of help and ministry and, and just the gifting, is that done on trust or is it imposed? I just wanted to leave this to you. And uh, my, my encouragement is there is, uh, in God, there are no limits. The, the, the gift of the Savior, the gift of Christ, is the ruler of heaven and earth. He's the creator. There are no limits. The, the Bible says, and there will be no limit to the increase of his reign. But in your life, are there limits? Are there limits in your life? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk